Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. News doesn't stop happening on Fridays. With News Talk Radio at its weekend best, The Roy Green Show delivers on the Chorus Radio Network. It's an act of war which was prepared, organized, planned from the outside, and with internal complicity that the inquiry would allow us to discover. It's an act of barbarity, total barbarity. President Francois Hollande, uh, and interpreter, of course, earlier, and uh, the President of France is vowing merciless war against the terrorists and a merciless war against ISIS. We've talked a lot about what the responses can be, should be. Uh, one of our guests was Colonel Steve Day, the former commanding officer of Canada's Special Forces Unit, JTF-2, and uh, also with us earlier was um, Colonel, former uh, Colonel um, Peter Mansour, a former executive officer to David uh, Petraeus, General Petraeus, during the surge in Iraq. And uh, Colonel Day said, if you pull out of uh, support of your allies, you may find that you're getting less military intelligence directed your way by those allies, clearly an inference to Mr. Trudeau's decision to remove the, hasn't done it yet, but uh, apparently is going to continue with the objective, to remove the six CF-18s from the coalition uh, bombing ISIS. ISIS taking responsibility for the horror in Paris. Uh, my sense is they've assessed their opposition as as weak. And I also have a feeling, and I brought this up with Christian Luprecht, that uh, they've changed their game plan. They are now going to export their um, their ideology as opposed to uh, protecting the caliphate. Dr. Zudi Jasser knows a lot more about um, about this sort of reality and theoretical thinking. He's the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy. He's former U.S. Navy lieutenant commander. And Battle for the Soul of Islam is his book. He also has family in Syria. Been on the air with us. Zudi, you've done lots of shows with me over the years. And as as you look at the last 36 hours since the carnage broke out in, uh, in Paris, is this a whole new level? Has ISIS changed its game plan? Uh, well, thanks, as always, for having me, Roy. You know, I don't think it's changed its game plan. I think its game plan is that it divides the world into the land of Islam, Dar al-Islam, and Dar al-Harb, the land of war. They look at the places of freedom as the biggest threat to them existentially. That's why they did acts in Tunisia, and they did them in Egypt, and we saw the Russian uh, uh, airliner that was attacked. So, you know, the bottom line is, is what they've done, though, is that uh, it's been harder for them to get people in and out of Syria as a result of the West locking down passports, so they started to go into phase B, which is if you can't come and fight for us inside the caliphate in the civil war, fight for us abroad. And the other thing we need to remember is that it's interesting that they attacked Paris. Uh, and one of the reasons is France has been uh, one of the most uh, vociferously both anti-ISIS and anti-Assad. So uh, there's no doubt if you look Who's targeting ISIS? It's the West. Russia isn't. Russia's targeting the Free Syria Army. So as much as Assad claims that ISIS is his enemy, the Wall Street Journal has reported there's an entente almost between ISIS and Assad where the bigger deal is for them both to try to get rid of the Free Syria Army 
and France has been the biggest impediment. And we listened to the Secretary of State Kerry now just a few hours ago. He's almost giving Assad's talking points about ISIS. So there's been a shift away from uh, get rid of Assad to just ISIS is the problem, which I think is uh, uh, more to sow chaos and, and bring a, a sense of uh, them dominating and, and obviously also recruitment. They recruit off of these uh, episodes. Is ISIS going to have to pay a significant price or will we have more of Barack Obama saying, or not necessarily saying, but we heard what he said not so long ago, we don't have a plan, we don't have, uh, our objective is to degrade, but we don't have a plan. Well, I think there won't be much change with the leadership, be it political, policy wonks, etc., but popular opinion is nearing that, that tipping point. I think popular opinion in the West from citizens uh, uh, have had it. I think they're beginning to say, you know what, uh, we need to target the source, the root cause, the ideology of political Islam. This is not just violent extremism, but rather an ideology that is incompatible with the West, that is about theocracy, and that ultimately the radicalization happens not just because of violence, but, you know, it's interesting, there's calls in you know, the past few days about, well, you know, the Saudis and the Qataris and others to, to join us in the battle. Yes, in the short-term battle, that's true. But the long-term battle, all those countries, their governments are oligarchies that are cauldrons for the production of boot camps for ISIS types. So the bottom line is is that we need to have a long-term strategy, and I think there is now a, a tipping point towards a long-term strategy that we embrace Muslim reformers. We say this is not just an act of war against us, but we identify the enemy not only as ISIS, but as all Islamists and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation as the breeding ground. All 56 countries that are theocratic in their influence as the breeding ground of the enemies of freedom. One of the points that's made over and over and over again in the last 24 hours is that Western societies and governments may have to close down a little, sacrifice some freedoms, because ISIS says they've only just begun. Is that a valid argument, or is that just smoke? Well, listen, there's two things to that. Number one is uh, we have to have a filter of Islamism. I mean, even today, the immigration papers in America ask if you're a member of a communist party, and that's back from the Cold War. So why can't we ask them if they're members of Islamist parties or ideological jihadists? That should be part of the filter. Uh, a recent study said that 13% of immigrants have some ISIS uh, sympathy, so that is a threat. But the other 87% are coming to the West because we are a beacon of freedom, because our countries represent what Russia, Saudi Arabia, all those other countries do not. So therefore, we cannot change who we are, because that's one of the reasons ISIS is attacking France. They're attacking them, and they attack us in Chattanooga and Fort Hood and elsewhere because we are the greatest threat to the theocrats is the sense that Muslims would want to be free and don't want to be a part of theocracy. That is the ultimate greatest weapon from within the House of Islam. And if we lock down our countries and say that we don't want any Muslims in, then you're going to alienate the very Muslims that are going to solve this disease within the mindset of 1.6 billion people on the planet. Um, what's the end game for ISIS? I asked my previous guest what the end game was. He said apocalypse. That's a great question. Um, you know, El-Baghdadi, if you read and listen to his sermons, uh, there is an eschatology, if you will, an end of times where, you know, the other reason these people do these acts is their greatest uh, 
euphoria is uh, martyrdom. So uh, there is some sense to that uh, end of times eschatology, but their end game is truly the establishment of a Sharia fundamentalist uh, Islamist type government, and uh, they're rejecting right now. The reason they've been growing more than ever is the Syrian conflict. They have labeled secularism as Assad, as these regimes, so the recruitment is exponential. Al-Qaeda didn't have a revolution from which to feed its populist mindset and breed jihadists like ISIS does, and that's why ISIS has taken the brand and exponentially driven it beyond what Al-Qaeda did, because in the post-Arab awakening, you have a vacuum that's trying to replace these secular dictators. And because the West has been missing in action and we haven't helped them develop a third pathway of liberty, the Islamists have uh, begun to ramp up the idea of bringing back theocracy. I mean, the Iranian revolution was all about replacing the Shah with the theocracy of the so-called wonderment of the Islamic government, and that's what ISIS is. It's the Sunni version of Iranian theocracy. Zudi, thank you very much uh, for the time. I, I say that always, but I really appreciate you coming on and providing your perspective. Thanks. Anytime. Thanks, Roy. Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, former United States Navy uh, lieutenant commander. They say lieutenant, we say lieutenant. Every time I say lieutenant, I get emails saying it's lieutenant. When I'm quoting the Americans, it's lieutenant. It's L-E-I-U. Where did, the, where did we get the F? Anyway, when, uh, when we return, Hussein Hamdani is going to be with me. I've known Hussein for many years. Lawyer, spokesperson for the Muslim Council of Greater Hamilton. He's vice chair of the North America-wide organization, Nasser. I want to talk to Hussein Hamdani about Paris and what the reaction in the Muslim community is, certainly in the city of Hamilton and beyond. Stay with us.